Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Does your warehouse waste time and money managing forklift batteries? Enersys can energize your operations with a customized solution, delivering the power you need while minimizing ownership costs. Enersys starts by analyzing your operations and then selecting from their comprehensive range of battery and charger technologies, develops a truly optimized system tailored to your needs. Enersys gives you the power to increase productivity and profitability. See how Enersys puts power in motion for you at Enersys.com. Businesses are retooling fulfillment operations from warehouses to omnichannel to meet new demand amid unprecedented labor shortages. 3PLs, retailers, B2B distributors, and others are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems to adapt and scale. Six River Systems Fulfillment Execution System is an integrated solution that combines intelligent, cloud-based software and automation, including its autonomous mobile robot, AMR, Chuck. No costly or disruptive infrastructure changes, fast and easy associate training, and integrations with other warehouse execution solutions allow operations to meet labor challenges, increase efficiency, and enhance customer engagement. Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. On today's episode, I am going to be joined by Tim Hoy. He is the CEO at Hoy Innovations, and Hoy Innovations is doing a lot of different things in the in the warehousing space, and they have a, a pretty interesting history of how they've kind of evolved. So they're doing warehousing solutions all the way from their own system, which we'll talk a little bit about, to infrastructure as well, and build out. So we're we're going to hear from Tim all about Hoy and what they're doing and also a little bit about what they're seeing right now in the, in the marketplace and, and what customers are really kind of interested in and asking for. And we're going to touch a little bit about uh, one of my favorite subjects this year is Micro Fulfillment Center. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So Tim, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good. Thank you. Appreciate the invitation and looking forward to chatting today. Definitely very interested to talk to you. A couple of people have told me now I, I should talk to you, so I'm happy that we're making it happen and we're, we're connecting here. So, so tell us a little bit about uh, Hoy Innovations, what it is you guys do, and and tell us a little bit about the the history too, because it's a family company, right? Yeah, thank you. You know, we're coming on almost 60 years of operating as a business. My father and mother were immigrants from Denmark. My father engin- finished an engineering school. Mm degree and wanted to kind of travel and see the world for a year or two. They worked in Canada and in the U.S. a little bit. Um, 
actually went back to Denmark for a little while, but just had fond memories of working in the U.S. and made it back to Salt Lake City to work in ultimately a crane engineering mm-hmm. focus. The business started as an overhead crane company. I think Cleveland Trammel's Tramrail was maybe the first product line, and, and my okay. father engineered solutions for that environment. Mm-hmm. Within a couple of years, he was a very customer-focused, solution-driven engineer. It soon branch from the crane bay to handling materials for storage or for outside the crane bay forklift. So a conveying division, a forklift division, and storage rack division, and a lot of other material handling evolved from that in the early days. So kind of been a little bit of a broad covering system integration to general product sales. We're a very diverse material handling company offering services and hardware and engineered solutions. And recently, over the last decade, technology, software products, and data automation mm. solutions. Very interesting. And it's interesting to hear the evolution there as well. And I, I think I, I read on the website, your father, he started the business. It, it didn't really get any business for the, the first two years or, or something like that. Tell us about how that worked. Because it's, I, I mean, when I read that and now, you know, you saying you guys have been in business for around 60 years, I mean, it, it's pretty, pretty incredible to think about. So how, how did that kind of work and what was the the pivot there or the, the catalyst that started the, the ball kind of rolling? Yeah, I think in the, in the early, you know, as an engineer, he probably was not very sales-minded, per se. He was working with a machinery company at the time, and they sold machine tools, and the group thought it would be a good idea to have a lifting solution division mm. to lift tools and into the machinery area. And they did a few projects, but that group really looking at the environment, the ownership wasn't really comfortable with hoisting solutions and lifting things mm. over people's heads. They just said, you know, I don't think we like this. <laughs> and uh, he had proposals and solutions out there that said, you know, you're welcome to work here for a while and not kicking you out, but we're probably not going to continue in this division. So mm. um, I, I'm not, I think there was probably some business that, you know, I'm not sure it was actually two years of not selling, but yeah. there was definitely a period where he had to learn how to meet customer goals and mm. go through the sale process. And so, he learned that side of it and started a kind of a sales company. But it's interesting that perspective, you know, started as a very engineered solutions type company. I kind of feel like it's in that 50 plus years is circling back to its roots, you okay. know, where when I finished college, industry was definitely material handling, warehousing in the U.S. I mean, it was in late, you know, early 90s. I feel like we were more of a sales company. We were selling products. Mm. We had our wonderful list of manufacturers. Our customers came to us. We did the sales experience, and we sold a lot of product. Probably less focused on engineering, actually, mm. at, at that point. You know, industry kind of knew what they wanted. They were doing what they did before. Yeah. And uh, now we're kind of back to this world where industry needs to think about doing it differently. You know, mm. they, they need to be better at it tomorrow. So... I kind of feel like we're right back to our roots as a solutions provider to specific business challenges and opportunities. Hmm. Interesting. And, it, you know, it's certainly 
there has been a, a pivot in the in the industry in that sense. Before we we get to that point and kind of talk about that little change, because because you, you did mention in there that in the like the last ten years we've involved more more technology in the business as well. I, I'm curious in the the business and the engineering side. You know, knowing that you know Denmark and there's a a, a distinctive kind of. Um, design style and things of that nature from especially you know when we look at furniture and stuff like that from coming out of denmark and scandinavian style and you look at the contrast in a sense to an industrial environment right it's a little more rougher in a sense and maybe design is not or look is as like top of mind i'm curious if that training and background for your father ever kind of bled into the idea of designing these industrial spaces and and did that ever give it an advantage in a sense to the way that things were thought about uh, you know I, it's interesting you you bring that up i mm-hmm. you know you can't really see our office but we built the headquarters a few I, I might be able to lift my i don't know you can kind of see back into the oh, warehouse yeah. or into our office but very much a scandinavian yeah. Industrial modern <laughs> look, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's so it, it definitely is part of our fabric. And I, you know, my older brother was born in Denmark. I was born in the U.S. But mm. that influence of Scandinavian and style and everything is definitely in my mindset. Um, and I think when I was looking back and talking to my father when I started in the business after college, you know, just his he was so disciplined about getting the information from the customer to come up with smart designs. You know what I mean? Mm. He, he, he liked efficiency. He, he often referred to that, you know, efficient operations pay back dividends every single day. Mm. And inefficient operations will cost you every single day. Right. And it was really great perspective. I mean, he, he was very much about taking the time in the beginning to think about the, you know the best, the best possible outcomes. What can that, what can that warehouse do? What can they get out per day, and what can the people do? So, you know, giving people goals to operate into and helping them get better was definitely kind of at the core of the of the company. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's a really interesting kind of saying or or thing that he would talk about there because it, it is pretty. Pretty true in the sense, you know, you, a lot of times you run into where it's just like, oh, I need, I need space. Like, uh, just let's just throw up racking, right? Just to get racking up to kind of utilize the space better. But, but in the same sense, you probably could look at it a little more strategically and and see, you know, what what type of efficiency could you really get there and and are you putting up the right type of racking right instead of taking that rush and i i love that you said he's saying you know the efficiency will will create dividends but you know inefficiency will just cost you but sometimes you don't even know what is it what it's costing you because you're not taking the time to ensure that you're doing the the right design or putting in the the right solution that could really maximize that space and and as we know you know in our in our industry and you know especially most recently you know space is is very hot commodities not easy to come by in a in a sense and you know we need to maximize the value of the space that we have so so it's really interesting um 
that you you pointed that out there and and it's interesting to hear that that saying i think that it that makes a lot of sense it's a great takeaway so you know getting to kind of the evolution and, and we've heard about the the history of hoi a little bit and and you mentioned in there that in the the last 10 years you've really moved into more of the technology side as well and you, you talked about how the the pivot from almost just kind of selling a, a product in a sense because customers kind of knew what they wanted and there was not much i guess you would say there was not much disruption in the industry right so so now right. obviously you know it, it's crazy disruption right i mean we're seeing technology and, and things going on in this space that you know it, even just 10 years ago five years ago maybe some of the stuff it would be hard to kind of imagine or or think that this would be happening in in warehouses right so talk to us a little bit about that that pivot into more of the technology and and adding that to your your offerings and and what was really the the moment or kind of the indicator in a sense that made you guys realize at Hoy that like we need to to get more into this technology in order to to grow through the future yeah i uh, about 15 years ago we started you know it was kind of this pivot back to our roots of the mm-hmm. business we we uh hired consulting team members that were mm-hmm. really executives and and in providing you know, whether it's automation solutions or, you know, efficiency studies with some of the world's largest Mitchell Handling integrators, we we like that approach, whether it was, you know, whether it was a multi-million dollar automation system or it was going to be conventional. We, we like automation, but mm-hmm. for most people, the, the best ROI is really, you know, optimizing conventional. Mm-hmm. And so this engineering study started maybe 15 years ago where the baseline of that experience was doing data analytics, data analysis of their transactions, historical, yearly, peak cycles, daily throughputs, and then engineering both the storage side of the business, the fulfillment engine, and the shipping throughput specific to every customer. That became a pretty deliberate design build experience where we were providing solutions specific to each operation. And that started to deliver really cool results. And it was it almost fostered this environment where we were partnering with brands that they themselves had an internal it was part of their process to to have fulfillment as a as an expertise. Okay. You know what I mean? And and a lot of these customers we would meet with year after year. You know, we'd do as they grew their brands, we would increase the capacity of the conveyor system. So there was these ongoing natural growth to these warehouses, but but that the the management team members in those companies were really pivotal because they were driving to do it better next year. You know, like, okay, what we accomplished this year was great, we grew. We got better. We did more units per hour, whatever their metrics were. But they all wanted to grow to the next level. And that really has been super fulfilling as a partner with these companies to get better every year and to see their their you know trajectory as they saw fulfillment as a core competency. It really helped their brands. I think it was, I don't know that in the past people gave it credit, 
Today, we all see the writing on the wall that fulfillment and efficiencies are really big equations for success. Right. 20 years ago, and I felt like the industry was just, we're going to do what we've always done, and they were not really looking to innovate or change. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. I don't really want to change process. It's working well. I don't, I don't feel like I need to get better. You know, right. it was kind of the sentiment. And then, you know, the world got disrupted from the supply chain angle, and now everyone's fine trying to play catch up. But it's been very fulfilling the last, you know, over a decade to be engaged in this experience with really great brands that have tried to make a difference. And it, uh, we've seen them grow, and I think it's part of their success. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you you pointed that out because I mean I think it very much, and I agree with you. It's very much has been, or was, you know, we've been doing it this way for for how long, right? And you know, we we get the boxes out the door. What else do we need to do, right? So, which obviously is a mindset that can be a killer when we we talked about efficiency, right? I mean, you know, it's worked this way for how long? Why would we change it, right? So, but. You know, I think the the change, in a sense, is, has been pretty pretty remarkable, and and it's really interesting that you pointed out the that companies recognizing that their fulfillment process and their fulfillment abilities have almost become a, a competitive advantage, in a sense. I mean, I think even probably the most or the biggest example that stands out in my head is, you know, we look at the American Eagle Outfitters, right, just acquiring Quiet Three PL, right, which is you know, a whole fulfillment business. Like they're in the clothing business, but they're actually acquiring a fulfillment business to to help expand their business in a different way. So it's it's pretty interesting how critical our business, warehousing and fulfillment distribution has become to the success of a lot of businesses. And and you know, like you said, the disruption in the supply chain has certainly highlighted that. And I think, you know, we we have probably known that for, for a long time. But we've just, you know, been in the shadows just getting those boxes out for the business. But it, it's really interesting to, to see. And I, and I think the technologies that are addressing that are are so varying and, and so interesting to see the different ways that people are, are thinking about it. So so I'm curious to know about, from the technology side, as you guys got more into this, you now also have your own system as well called Warehouse OS. So so I'm curious to, to hear about that and how that was kind of developed and, and what was the idea of, of bringing that to, to the market. Yeah, that's... That was about, well, maybe eight years ago. So, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty, you know, a few years, five years into our consulting side of the business, we would design systems. We would help write functional specs for warehouse Mm -hmm. management software. And, you know, started to realize that a lot of our customers, our direct customers that we service in our local markets and in these Western states, a lot of entrepreneurial brands, startup companies, small, medium businesses, when it came down to buying the WMS, it just was a big ticket. You know, mm-hmm. it was oftentimes, you know, defaulted back to like, hey, we're going to do it the way we've been doing it. You know, they're picking the paper. They're honestly pretty fast. Our engineering consulting team would, you know, knew the benefits of a WMS, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you go out there with, with a, a terminal RF gun in your hand and you go out and have to pick product, there's a little bit of, counterproductive experience there where 
they're not necessarily always faster. You get the data and you get the control and you get the management, yeah. but you don't necessarily get faster. Mm-hmm. And so when customers over and over opted to not do the WMS and to focus on speed, you know, they're picking the paper and getting the job done. It's what they've always been doing. We, we started to think, well, maybe the iPad could do the data collection and the instruction. And we kind of started to go down this road early on. We went to patent on three pretty important patents back when iPads were definitely not considered a, a tool that could be used in a warehouse. They were mainly yeah. you know, used on your couch at home, yeah. surfing the web. So we were pretty ahead of what the market was looking for. But what it allowed us to do was develop this iOS app that had this amazing digital display mm-hmm. that allowed the data capture through a Bluetooth scanner that could be mounted on your finger or a neck lanyard or a belt lanyard. And then you could display the similar work order like you would on a paper ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, there was this visibility. And we talk about warehouse OS as this operating system for the warehouse. It's a type of WMS, but when you talk about WMS being a management tool, warehouse management, we're more of an empowerment tool. You know, the operator has some flexibility because we're building a an iOS app that is for global use. Everyone uses the same product. Mm. It has to meet the demands of a lot of flexible. It, it's flexible, but it's not really changed for any user. And we have we have distribution centers and three PLs with over a hundred iPads on it, down to mm-hmm. small brands emerging from their garage with a few people in a garage space or their mm-hmm. first warehouse. So that's kind of Along, you know, that's how the the app developed. We just saw there was this need from a cost model, and so we offered as a service. It's very inexpensive monthly for people to be picking with a management tool for the warehouse or an empowerment tool, and they're fast at doing it. We'll be back after a quick break. You hear a lot about supply chains these days, because if the past couple years have taught us anything, it's that an efficient, well-managed supply chain is absolutely critical to keeping businesses successful and consumers happy. I'm Will Haywood, and I host a podcast called All Business, No Boundaries, where we talk about supply chains, how they work, what happens when they don't, and the innovations that are redefining what's possible in the world of logistics. Join me for insightful interviews with thought leaders and industry experts. We discuss how optimizing supply chains can break down the barriers that are holding businesses back. That's All Business, No Boundaries by DHL Supply Chain. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Interesting. So, I mean, it's almost in a sense like, I mean, it sounds like you, you took the the recognition of these smaller businesses, seeing the, the speed that, you know, being on paper, picking from paper was getting them. And obviously, you know, as a smaller business, you mentioned, you know, some companies working out of garages, right? Shipping out of garages or something like that. 
you know, obviously the the speed is important because the, you know the longer it's going to take people to pick these orders, you know, the more labor cost there's going to be and, and things of that nature. So he's very concerned about overhead as a smaller business and starting up. But it's interesting that you're able to to take that idea and almost. Uh, make the paper digital in a, in a sense on the iPad, right? So, and so it's giving you that, that control, which from a startup type of small business mindset may not be something that's in the, in the front of the mind is something that's, that's super important, even though it's, it's very critical to, to ensuring that, you know, the customers having a, a great experience by getting the right product. And also that, you know, your inventory levels are, are maintaining and you're, you're showing in stock what you actually have in stock from an inventory control perspective. So, so it's pretty interesting how you have taken that idea and and really brought a, a simplified app that they can use in, in the same type of regard, but give themselves a, a little more of an advantage of of being ahead and, and having that, that control in a sense. You, you mentioned in there that you know, there's companies that are using this and they're, they're shipping out of their, their garage or their small business just starting up. So, so recently, you know, the last couple of years, we started to hear this term micro fulfillment center, right? Which is smaller distribution centers or fulfillment centers based kind of closer to the customer. And I think there's, um, some varying definitions of, you know, what, what that actually entails, but, but the warehouse OS is really kind of lending itself to to this type of setup. So talk to us about how, you know, you've been able to to recognize this this part of the market and been able to to help companies kind of set up these these smaller fulfillment centers. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. You know, I've you know, in the industry we hear terms. I think our industry sometimes creates terms to uh, we love terms. <laughs> you know, and, and, and we create terms maybe because we want to feel relevant. We're like, hey, we should, yeah. maybe the micro-fulfillment should be a thing. And, and, you know, we have the big box fulfillment down to these regionals. And mm-hmm. and I think you're right. You mentioned, you know, there's some different angles and definitions about mi- what micro-fulfillment is. I think, I think it's still yet to be defined of what right. it really delivers to the operation. You know what I mean? Because... Mm-hmm. Some of the definitions are, you know, small regional DC with large companies, you know, with a pretty high content level of automation, be a very expensive little square footage module, but it's going to do work and it's going to get stuff out for a locality. But our our approach and definition is a little bit um, in that it's a small DC. We are mm-hmm. managing... Inventory, I kind of think of it more as a tool for brands that want to take on self-fulfillment. Like I say, we've got companies that come out of a garage, they maybe are going to go into 10,000 square feet. Mm. Had a real estate professional, say, haven't reached out, we'd worked on multiple projects. Hey, we've got a client that's thinking about this space, we've built a new building, they're going to take a suite of 10,000 square feet in the warehouse, but and they just interviewed a 3PL company that think they're going to maybe just pass it on to them. Mm. And he goes, would you talk to this owner and just give them your opinion about fulfillment? And, uh, you know, we had now the Warehouse OS, we had that product. Mm. And I just had a conversation with this owner that said, look, 
this is, you know, you've been doing it and you've been getting through it. It's been working really hard. You're doing it. You know, they had a big garage. It was like a three-car garage and they've done mm-hmm. really well. But it was a lot of effort. And I just kind of explained to her, like, if you give it to someone else to do it, many of them are going to do a really good job of it. But yeah. it is now out of your control. And I said, with these new tools, we have this warehouse operating system. We can manage your inventory, manage your put-aways, fulfill your replenishments, do all your pick-and-order path management, pick, pack, and ship, and communicate back to your websites, mm-hmm. you know, inventories that are available and so forth. And for her evaluation, it was like, well, I think I do like the control. I like to have it available. I'll give it a try. So the real estate group signed the lease, and she moved into that facility. Mm-hmm. They've expanded three times. In fact, this last two months ago, we just moved them into their uh, third expansion into oh, another, wow. another whole new building. Mm-hmm. And their business has grown. Fulfillment's been a core competency since their since the birth of their brand. Mm-hmm. But fun to see them. You know, again, I think it's definitely a part of their success because their customer attention is in full control of their of of their experience from mm-hmm. order through fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a it's an interesting point about you know at that size is it really you know the right idea to to go to a three pl yet and I, I think as you're still growing your your brand or your business and especially today in the the consumer mindset the the fulfillment process is so important because you you're expecting as a consumer you know a fast delivery and you know you're obviously expecting it to be to be the thing that you ordered you know if it's the wrong thing then you know you may be a one-time customer and that's that's it right so so it's really an interesting kind of debate i think as you're you're growing you know there's that that mindset that you know you're not necessarily going to grow your business unless you unless you kind of delegate certain things but but with fulfillment being such a competitive advantage as we talked about before you almost want that control until you kind of get to a to a larger point because you may not fully understand like okay how do i fully want this customer experience to be because it's much more than just you know what's it like on the the website what's it like when i place the order on the website you know the when you receive that box i mean that's that's part of your customer experience too so there's there's unique packaging things that you could do and and different types of things that i think you know being intimately involved in the fulfillment process as a the business owner standpoint and still having that that control can really help you to to develop and and understand more before you kind of hand off because in, in a sense you like you said you hand it off to 3pl and you know 3pl could do a great job but you don't necessarily always know what's going on right or if they're interpreting what you're telling them as a as a requirement for shipping the same as you think they should be interpreting it so i think it's an interesting position and it's great that you're able to to help them kind of make that decision and, and put a solution in place that can help them grow now to you said their third third expansion so i think that's a, a really interesting thing so so I, I guess along those lines, you know, with the kind of the the putting this 10,000 square feet in place initially for them, you know, obviously you have multiple clients and you work on different projects. So I, I think I'm curious and interested to know 
you know, especially in recent times, you know, what are some of like the most interesting requests or, or projects that you're that you're getting now or have gotten in the last couple of years that are somewhat unique or, or thinking in a in a different way about fulfillment? It's interesting because every project kind of has its unique wins. You know what I mean? Their their opportunities for fast fulfillment or for excellence efficiencies that maybe just have never been discovered. Right. So every client usually delivers some some aha moments, and that's kind of pushed our product. You know, we have inside the Warehouse OS app. That is cloud hosted, it's an iOS product, and then on the back end it's a .NET Core cloud hosted management tool. So we have in the app a single pick product, we have batch pick products, we have a very unique patented process for kind of virtual cart batch picking. It's a very fast experience. When we say we can probably improve labor rates and fulfillment by 30 to 40, 50%, mm. it's that's pretty easily done. Yeah. Uh, we also have a, a, an app called a Pack One and one called Cell Pick. All of those four picking apps are deployable for different types of customers and different type of order volumes. Mm-hmm. So inside of a warehouse, we might have a company that's using all four apps in hybrid areas for fulfillment of certain product lines. So early on, we did a video series called How Much Faster? Because, again, we had this iPad and most warehouse managers are like, you know, get that out of here. Like, these were some of the early video productions that we said, look, hey, it's really easy for us. We can, we can populate your, your location map. We will come in with our software and we will pick the same orders and compare the time. And we'll do it with a stopwatch. And we did, we did one that was picking the paper it was it was twice as fast. Mm. We did another, we did another one that was a traditional WMS RF guns. I think that one was like a forty percent faster. Mm. And and that's in our that's probably on our YouTube channel. And then and these were some of our early videos. So we haven't maybe we should revisit that again. But yeah. one of our customers that had been that, on this efficiency journey with us for you know the prior 10 or 15 years said let's let's try it out so they felt really good about where they were and they were very fast Uh, this this is a distribution center that is definitely world-class and pushing boundaries of units per hour that are really a high mark we populated some orders it was more for like a store fulfillment and they gave us a gal that had just started in the business and they had someone that had been in the business for a long time pick the orders and they said, okay, well, since this is this easy, easy user interface, she's new to our, our business, we trained her how to pick on the iPad in like 20 minutes. Yeah. We downloaded the orders and she ran the test and she matched the productivity of the, oh, like the veteran, the yeah. experienced person. They wow. just said, you know, you just turned an, you know, it was a 30% rate increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, you basically turned a, a new employee into one of our rock star performers wow. with the use of the tool day one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it pretty, 
pretty unique. So, you know, I think for us the excitement is just seeing where this unique empowerment tool will drive levels to the to the next customers. You know, we have mm. we have cell pick environments that you know they might be getting a hundred picks an hour with the cell pick environment with our software operators getting four or five six hundred picks an hour. Mm. Unique situations and it depends on the product line and mixes, but yeah. But that's that's what's been super exciting for us and fulfilling is just the level of impact we can have for businesses right. that want to take this on. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's pretty incredible gains there, and I, I think knowing how it is to to train someone, and you know when you get someone who's a, a solid picker, or like you said, one of your you know your rock star these pickers, and you're able to bring somebody in and and get them to the same level and the same the first day i mean that's that's pretty incredible because you know you think about the time it takes to really fully train somebody and be able to get them to to a point where they are you know at the level of employees that have been there a while typically that can take quite some time so bringing a tool in that can reduce that time not only reduces your i guess risk in a sense of, of bringing employees on and investing the time that maybe you know it won't work out but it also creates um <clears throat> the more user friendly ability to 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 be able to bring some people in that because you mentioned this person had never really worked in the industry before so you're able to expand your your labor pool a little bit more uh, of who you might be able to bring in and utilize them so i think it's pretty pretty incredible to hear and it's pretty incredible to hear i think just the overall evolution of hoy and how it's kind of gotten to where it is now and now you're providing this this tech as well as the you know physical solutions as well to to help businesses really grow at at all different levels you know we talked about going from the the three-car garage to 10,000 square foot space and and bigger applications as well so it's great to to hear all the things that you're doing and how you're enabling these companies to be able to to grow and evolve and and being there with them all through the different steps of their their fulfillment life so so very interesting to hear about hoy innovations from you tim and i want to thank you for for coming on the podcast today if people are interested in learning more about Hoya Innovations or the Warehouse OS or, or some other thing that you guys are doing, how can they do that? We have a, a couple sites. We have the Hoy.net site, which is our material handling, consulting, and, and hardware site. WarehouseOS.com is our WMS or Warehouse Automation or Warehouse Inventory Control site that has great videos screens that talk about the apps. The third technology, and we didn't really talk on too extensively, is Instalink.io. That is a API automation tool. Soon after we rolled out Warehouse OS, we we discovered we needed to have a clonable, scalable API automation tool for data flows. And that Instalink.io does that for our environment a really great technology that's available to the marketplace and supply chain to mm-hmm. link cloud data flows from, you know, online shopping carts to shipping labels, printing and all that. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a key tech, but if people want to learn about it, those are the those are the three sites. 
All right, great. And we'll, we'll put all that information at the com as well so people can easily find it. So, Tim, thank you once again for your time today on the show. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from The New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.